Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 510th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast to go around all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. And we'll begin with my highlight of the week, which is the totally unexpected teams moving on to the Final Four in Houston this coming weekend. And those four teams would be UConn, Miami, San Diego State, and Florida Atlantic, which interestingly includes two teams from South Florida, a mere uh, our, if that, apart, uh, of course, Miami is from Miami, the U, and Florida Atlantic University is from right up 95, I-95 to in Boca Raton, and uh, fascinating that there are two teams from Florida are in the final four, and for the first time ever, all top three seeds were eliminated along the way, and uh, so everybody in the final four is a four seed or lower. Fascinating. Uh, before we move on to them, uh, the darlings, we don't want to forget some of the teams that we'll remember for a long, long time, and the dar- which would be the darlings of this year's tournament, which is Princeton, who made it to the Sweet 16, and, of course, Farley Dickinson University, who, uh, along the way in the Northeast Conference Tournament, they play in the Northeast Conference, they beat my uh, my college, St. Francis University of Loretto, Pennsylvania, where I attended. And uh, so that caught my eye. So they caught my eye early on, way back, seems like a lifetime ago, way back in the Northeast Conference uh, about a month ago um, by beating St. Francis by 20. Uh, popped on to ESPN one morning and, as I said, got my attention and put FDU right on my radar. Uh, so, of course, we now know that their coach, uh, who was a bit of a darling himself in the NCAA in the early rounds before they finally lost, uh, went on to replace Rick Pitino at Iona. And as another postscript, uh, the coach of Penn State uh, left after their mini run in the uh, in the tournament. Uh, the fact Penn State was in the tournament was a wonderful thing. And uh, 
you know, they won their first game beating Texas A&M with a just lights out shooting display. But he, their coach went on to uh, coach Notre Dame where he has a history from the Midwest. So not totally surprising. This is what happens this time of year. So now let's get to the basketball. Uh, the games were just amazing. Uh, and we'll jump right into what I consider my low light of the week, which is the way the Creighton-San Diego State game ended yesterday with the foul call, this, uh, which decided this physical game. It was a great game. Um, would have loved to have just seen no call. Uh, basically, the Creighton defender put with about – Two or three seconds left, put his left hand on the hip of, uh, of a San Diego State player driving down the lane, and foul was called, uh, and bottom line, it was just a shame. No call there uh, would have, of course, just brought the game likely to overtime unless there was a because there was 1.2 seconds left when he shot, uh, put up the shot, and the foul was called. And again, uh, would have been nice to just see no call and overtime. Keep in mind, the game, as I mentioned already, was a very physical game. There really were not many fouls called, not many foul shots taken. Um, So just perhaps in the spirit of that game, you know, uh, no call would not have stood out. Uh, the call did stand out, obviously. Um, the, the shooter missed the first foul shot, but he made the second, and that was it. One point game, and then to add more uh, oddness to the whole situation, uh, Creighton had a former high school quarterback, lefty. Uh, threw uh, ball, the ball the length of the court. There was a lot of hands in the air. You you can expect ball went out of bounds, given the hundred foot pass, and uh, then the officials went to the table to try to sort it all out, and ultimately and apparently used a stopwatch, <laughs> old school, and basically Creighton was thinking, you know, they they might have the ball with a second or so. They could only do an inbounds and a tip in. Wouldn't have been enough time for even a shot, per se. Um, And then they just said, game over. And everybody just walked off the floor. Well, Creighton did. (laughs) Obviously, uh, San Diego State was celebrating. So just a weird kind of ending, given the spirit of that game. Um, So it is what it is, and... San Diego State is moving on, and uh, and that's that. Um, the other game was also equally great yesterday, which would have been the uh, Texas-Miami game. It was uh, interesting in that Texas basically controlled the entire game, and then Miami just took over uh, in the last 10 minutes or so. It seemed like they were just getting turnover after turnover after turnover and converting them to points. All credit to Miami. 
They just simply, uh, they were making all their foul shots. They were making great shots along the way to cut what was just pretty much a 10 to 15 point deficit throughout the first 30 minutes of that game. Texas seemed in complete control. Dare I say it was almost a little bit boring. I, I was watching it slash monitoring it. Uh, waiting for it to get close, and it did, and then it had my full attention. Uh, but Miami, they're, they're a great team, as is Texas. Uh, Miami just, again, just really woke up, shall we say, in the last 10 minutes and just took over. But you can't help but think that Texas, uh, you know, let one slip away. And Texas, to their credit, it wasn't like, you know they were scoring in those final final ten minutes, and it was as close as close can be. So it was really uh, really interesting to watch, to say the least. Um, so two just riveting great games, reflective of the entire tournament, uh, and that leads into my bizarre story of the week. Uh, close as close can be. My bizarre story of the week is the spectacular UCLA Gonzaga game last uh, Thursday night or Friday night. Thursday night, I think it was. Uh, with UCLA really controlling the first half, Gonzaga coming back in the second half, ultimately taking a 10-point lead with you know around five minutes to go or in the final minutes. And you just kind of thought, okay, it's over. Uh, Gonzaga, great team, Drew Timmy. Uh, but UCLA, to their credit, stormed back and actually took the lead with about 10 seconds on a three-pointer. Great shot. Uh, and you, Gonzaga had around 10 seconds maybe. They get the ball. They go down court. Uh, you're expecting a play that's going to result in a shot going up with two or so seconds to go. Instead, uh, Gonzaga brought the call, ball up the court. They had a trailer. And when the guy, when the Gonzaga guard got the ball to around the top of the key, he just stopped, handed it back to his trailer, just coming over midcourt, and he stopped on the logo and just drained with about whatever, five, six, seven seconds to go, a three-pointer, uh, which was just an incredible shot, uh, Steph Curry-like, shall we say, and drained it. And it, it was just an amazing ending to that game. Uh, UCLA had one last uh, try, but didn't result in uh, anything. And that was that. And Gonzaga moved in. And they, of course, got absolutely smoked on Saturday by UConn. And UConn is just looking, at this point, pretty much like an overwhelming favorite heading into the two games on Saturday. Uh, they, they won each game so far in the tournament by 15 points or more. I know UConn really, really well, uh, having spent many decades in New England. I've covered the men, covered the women's team, and uh, they're just a, a basketball factory. You know, when you drive from Massachusetts into Connecticut, which I do often, not that far, and uh, yeah, there's big signs at the border uh, talking about the various, you know, uh, stating their national championships, uh, and Jim Calhoun, 
just the whole the whole history. It's just amazing. UConn is in fact the only team going to the Final Four that is been in the Final Four uh, during the history of their schools. So there's just so many uh, so many just firsts in this tournament. But in the end of the day, just to kind of you know, put it all in perspective, it reflects the regular season that we had in college basketball where anybody and everybody was stating one simple thing. There are no great team. There is no great team. There are no great teams. Uh, there was no overwhelming favorite. And uh, so that's just simply the, uh, the, you know, the result that we've gotten even the number one seeds, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, just again, Purdue, they were beaten by, uh, in the first round, first game, by a 16. So, you know, they never even uh, got past one game. So, again, it, it just it shouldn't be a surprise. It's just the way the, uh, the season played out, and now it's pretty much the way the tournament's played out, but it's still hard to digest. It's a bit of a shocker. Um, because, you know, we're just not used to seeing this again. Three, uh, three teams that have never been there before are going. Uh, but that's not to diminish it. It's going to be a fun weekend, to say the least. Um, and again, UConn with their just literally spectacular, uh, tournament will be, uh, the number one seed heading in. So why don't we take our first break? Still a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com tune in to the patricia raskin show on voiceamerica.com every monday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time this is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities challenges into solutions and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio patricia raskin so tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And, of course, we spent the first segment talking about March Madness and talked about the Final Four, three of the four teams had never been there before. That would be San Diego State, Miami, and Florida Atlantic. And, of course, UConn is the fourth team, and they have been there, as we well know, many times. Uh, and a few national championships to boot. But I uh, want to spend this segment and just kind of take a walk through from the tournament, um, which was just really shocker after shocker after shocker. Uh, you know, as we look at it, um, it, you know, Really got going with Farley Dickinson beating Purdue in the first round, a 16 beating a one. It's the second time it's ever happened. Uh, of course, the previous time was University of Maryland, Baltimore campus beating University of Virginia, uh, who was the number one overall seed, which makes that pretty much the greatest uh, upset in college basketball history, although, uh, you know, FDU beating Purdue uh, come came pretty darn close. It's 1-1A. One one um, but, you know, uh, it was just a classic Furman beat Virginia. Uh, speaking of Virginia, uh, in the first round, major upset on that day, which, again, seems like a lifetime ago. Um Princeton, that's when they got going. They beat Arizona. Again, major, major upset. We're talking the first two days of the tournament when there were 16 games each of those two days. Two of the great days in American sports, I might add. Uh, And other than that, there were no huge surprises, uh, you know, on the left side of the bracket. Um, But... You know, and I'm just looking here, going back to the history to make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, it's actually fun to do to see all the teams we got going. I mean, Penn State, reference them the first uh, round since I'm a fan and grew up in the shadow of Penn State and State College, Pennsylvania. But they beat Texas A&M with a lights-out shooting display. And uh, so those were probably, you know, the biggest upsets but as we moved on we had uh you know michigan state beating marquette tom Izzo, mr march uh mark michigan state was the seventh seed marquette was the number two you had kansas state beating kentucky uh 
Kansas State was a higher seed, but Kentucky is Kentucky. Uh, the big one, uh, uh, first weekend after the thir- Thursday and Friday games was, of course, Tennessee beating Duke. Duke had just been on a roll. And then Florida Atlantic was in the Final Four, where they beat FDU to knock them out after FDU had beaten Purdue. But then uh, FAU beat Tennessee, again, who had just beaten Duke. Pretty crazy. Princeton, they they were able to win a second game by beating a very good Missouri team. Again, Princeton 15 seed. They beat Missouri, who was a number seven seed. Baylor, uh, you know, mini upset, number six seed beating Baylor, um, who was, you know, uh, number three seed and a very good team. San Diego State uh, showed what was what was coming by beating Furman in that uh, second game. Uh, Furman had pulled, again, the nice upset over Virginia. And uh, and we also had in that next round, uh, you know, Miami only five, it was a five, but they beat Indiana. So you'd have to call that a, a, a minor mini upset. Texas took care of Penn State. Um, ending their little potential Cinderella story. Um, but we had the big one when Arkansas beat Kansas. And uh, Kansas was the number one seed, and that was go- going to be a sign of things to come. And uh, Gonzaga took care of TCU, and UCLA beat Northwestern. They, they both faced good, op- good opponents there. UCLA and Gonzaga setting up what was, as I referenced earlier, uh, for my money, the best game so far of the tournament. And we've had some outstanding games, but I think the whole nation was really into watching the UCLA-Gonzaga game, given that uh, they have played fabulous games in the tournament. Great history. I already talked about it in the first segment. I won't repeat myself, but we all know what happened, and it was a spectacular game to watch. Uh, you, you know, to put it mildly. And then UConn uh, took care of Arkansas to get themselves, uh, you know, moving on. And uh, Texas beat Xavier, Miami. This was the bracket where Miami, the number five seed, good team, no question about it, ACC. And they knocked out number one seed, Houston. Uh, which, again, uh, started suddenly to become a theme. Uh, moving over uh, to the, you know, to the uh, other bracket, uh, that's when San Diego State, in that same round as Miami beating Houston, they, San Diego State beat Alabama, the number one overall seed. Creighton uh, ended Princeton's, uh, fairy tale story uh, took them out by 11 points, and uh, I already mentioned FAU beating uh, FAU beat Tennessee uh, after Tennessee had beaten Duke, but uh, and then Kansas State beat Michigan State, and that began. Uh, you, you know that's when everybody uh, certainly uh, became well aware of Kansas State. And the run that they were making. Uh, so then we get down to, uh, you know, the games this past weekend. 
where UConn uh, just demolished Gonzaga. Drew Timmy got his fourth foul early in the uh, second half, and that seemed to just cut the heart right out of Gonzaga. UConn was already winning, but after that, uh, they just ran away with it and just uh, drubbed Gonzaga. Drew Timmy, as we all saw, was very, very uh, emotional after that game, to put it mildly. Um, and then we already talked about Miami uh, taking care of Texas, San Diego State taking care of Creighton, and uh, FAU beat Kansas State, that was also just a great game. Um, Kansas State went down to the wire. Uh, Kansas State simply, you know, could not, uh, you know, could not really get off a shot at the end. Uh, sad way for them to end it. FAU deserves all the credit for what they did. And uh, and there we have it. Uh so the final four, once again, is all set. It is this Saturday at uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. San Diego State will take on FAU. Uh, who, who would have bet that? That would be the first game of the national semifinal this Saturday in Houston. Uh, I'm guessing not too many people. And then the second game on Saturday at around 9 p.m. Eastern Time will be miami versus UConn. I already talked about UConn being clearly a favorite given their history, given the way they've won every game by 15 points in this tournament. They look utterly dominant so far. But after what we've seen, I don't think uh, anybody's taking anything for granted. Uh, so, again, who would have taken that uh, before the March Madness started that Miami Yukon would be one of the semifinals this coming Saturday night. So it'll be fun, no doubt about it. Let's hope it uh you know, both games live up to the the theme of this year's tournament, which has been just again buzzer beaters, classic endings, great defense stopping buzzer beaters from even being taken. Um so it's just been a wonderful tournament. Unique, really unique. Uh, again, as I said in the first segment, reflective of a season where basically uh, no team was great. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised, yet we all are. It's just uh, stunning to see the Final Four. Uh, I, I think I saw something today. There were 20 million brackets and maybe uh, a handful of that actually picked this final four, which is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, uh, here we go um, for the final weekend coming up down in Houston. It should be great. Uh, so now it's time for our break, and we still have much more to get to and many other sports to touch on, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And we spent the first two segments covering March Madness, the Final Four, uh, maybe the most unique Final Four in the history of college basketball. UConn is the only one of the four that is actually been there during their history of the school and the other three of course are Miami, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, two teams from the state of Florida from an hour away from each other, Miami from Miami, the U and Florida Atlantic from right up the road, right uh, right up I-95, uh, maybe less than an hour from the city of Miami, uh, Boca Raton is where FAU is from. But with all that, uh, and well-deserved two-segment discussion of March Madness. We have big news today, which is that uh, it appears that Lamar Jackson has requested, officially requested a trade from the Ravens. Uh, it, it really is no surprise this thing has been going on for what feels like forever, probably six, nine months thereabouts, or pretty much even during the season, as I remember. And uh, so, yeah, it all came out in a tweet, a couple of tweets, I believe, has requested, he requested the trade apparently on March 2nd, and 
You know, the chatter from day one has been that he wanted a Deshaun Watson type contract, which means guaranteed money. Deshaun Watson was guaranteed over two hundred million, maybe around two thirty, if I remember correctly. Uh, guaranteed to play for the Cleveland Browns, which he's doing. So Lamar wanted something along those lines, uh, if not that figure. And it's just gone on and on and on. Um, the Ravens have consistently said they love Lamar and want him to be there, yet they clearly weren't giving him what he apparently was. I think it's safe to say now he was demanding it. And uh, and then, uh, you know, Lamar was also saying pretty much along the way that, you know, he loves Baltimore and hopes it all works out. But it looks like it's uh, moved into the next phase. I, I guess the question, given NFL contracts, all that type of thing, uh, is will the Ravens trade him? Uh the Ravens, when they did the uh, franchise, they uh, didn't do the exclusive. They did a non-exclusive, which meant Lamar was free to talk with other teams. Uh, it appears no other teams were interested in signing him. They would have had to give up two, two draft picks, two first-round draft picks, I believe, and, uh, and then sign him to their own contract, which, of course, Lamar wanted guaranteed money. Um, nobody stepped up to our knowledge, uh, yet to give Lamar, uh, what he wanted. So now, uh, what's really in, you know, in play is will the Ravens trade him because will they be able to get what they wanted? Um, so Pretty fascinating. I mean, he is a unique, unique player with his legs, uh, which plays right into perhaps the reason he didn't get the offer uh, as he's been out on the open market, so to speak, for the last couple of weeks since the franchise uh, franchise non-exclusive tag was placed on him. That was no surprise, by the way. Um, and so, yeah. It's going to be uh, fascinating to see what the Ravens will do. I mean, we're, we're back to the uh, oldest situation in sports and what what we've seen happen in the NBA when James Harden, for instance, wanted to get out of Houston. He basically said, I'm not going to play for you. So you know, what choice does the team have? Uh, you, you can't make a person go out there and perform, so to speak. Um so, and you don't want, you, you know, the, to call it a distraction in the locker room would be a massive understatement. It's more than a distraction. It's a season killer, if not a team and organization killer. Uh, something like this can set, you know, set an organization back years. I'm sure the Ravens are well aware of that. So it's going to be just fascinating to just, where, where do we go from here? Um, I see Adam Schefter talking on ESPN as we speak. I'm sure he has some nuggets of insight in there. Uh, uh, but don't worry, I won't put the phone, uh, the microphone up to the TV to hear what he has to say, but I'm sure it's interesting and it's really, uh, 
let's face it, one of the bigger, you know, off-season stories. Well, I'd say it's say the biggest off-season story, period. You know, we've had free agency, uh, which has been interesting, of course, as always, hot football hot stove. Uh, and now we have the draft. I think a lot of people thought, like, when free agency sort of, you know, uh, petered out after uh, after all the moves were made, such as Jalen Ramsey going to the Miami Dolphins and on and on and on, that, you know, we'd be entering the this time of year where there's not a lot going on in the NFL. But I think that all changed with Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, I, uh, growing up in Western Pennsylvania, I'm a Steeler watcher. Uh, let me say right off the bat that, you know, the Steelers and uh, Ravens, <laughs> including Lamar Jackson, have continued that incredible rivalry and, my, for my money, the best in the NFL, certainly the most vicious uh, in recent years, uh, going back to the Roethlisberger, Troy Palomalo versus, uh, you know, Ray Lewis and the gang, just spectacular games. Um, as we all know, and that has continued, and Lamar Jackson has been a huge part of it. Um, you know, taking the Steeler point of view, uh, you can imagine Steeler Nation is watching this very closely. Uh, Kenny Pickett finished strong last year. We all know that, the rookie quarterback out of Pitt. And optimism is running pretty high in Pittsburgh for this coming season. And then, of course, we have the Cleveland Browns. Will Deshaun Watson bounce back? Uh, you, you know, he, he was suspended for most of the year. When he got on the field, it was nothing spectacular last year. Um, and But with an offseason and a full season coming up for him, you know, how is that going to play out? Uh so, as always, it is a, uh, you know, it's going to be a very interesting season. And, oh, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the team that has gone the furthest out of that division in the last two years, AFC North. Uh, Joe Burrow, I love the guy. I think most people do. Um, he, he's literally the reincarnation of Joe Namath and Joe Montana, Joe Cool. He's the, the, kind of the third Joe Cool uh, in NFL history. Anyway, uh, as we all know, they got to the Super Bowl and lost to the Rams a couple years ago. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs last year uh, in the AFC Championship game. So the Bengals are right now the kings of the division, uh, not the Ravens. Uh, with, and that comes back to Lamar where, you know, part of the, and I re- touched on it where I referenced him as, we all know, a running quarterback. And uh, now... Um, but he's been injured because of his running and no, no surprise. Everybody has seen that one coming. And, uh, so I, I forget the exact figures, you know, he's missed, uh, a fair amount of games in, uh, the last two years in particular, you know, not a shocker because everybody kind of thought, you know, in the NFL, a running quarterback, is just not going to survive. But he was so unique in those his first couple of years that uh, you know he was pretty much injury free. But suddenly, you know, uh, teams 
got to know them better and better and better. And once they got a, you know, and that has contributed to the fact that he has, uh, you know, missed some games, uh, more than a handful, um, in the last few years. And then you have to think that that's a major factor behind the Ravens, not giving him the guaranteed money he demanded. And, uh, and here we are. So, to wrap it up, Lamar Jackson has apparently and officially, it seems, by Twitter, <laughs> demanded a trade. It actually, apparently, he he wrote in his tweets that he requested this trade on March second, so practically almost a month ago. And uh, so there you have it. It, it is uh, easily the uh, story uh, for now in the NFL. And there's always a big story in the NFL. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about this practically the entire segment and didn't mention the word, the, the name Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that tells you how big a deal Lamar Jackson officially demanding a trade is. And you have to wonder, I mean, again, we haven't really, we've been Aaron Rodgers free after it was heating up with the Jets and the Packers in trade talks and it and. Roger saying on, of course, the Pat McAfee show that uh, he intended to play for the Jets. Um, clearly, the talks between the Packers and Jets, what the Packers want for trading Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, uh, uh, you have to assume the Packers are not getting what they want. And, you know, they seem more than willing to just sit back and wait it out. Why wouldn't they? Uh, you know, the Jets want him. Aaron Rodgers wants to play there. But the Packers hold uh, all the cards, it seems to me, at this moment. So it's going to be fascinating to watch and see how that all turns out. So we've reached the end of our third segment together, and it's time for our break. So why don't we take the final break? And we still have a lot to get to on the other side in the final segment. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And we're in our final segment here, and we'll start with my pick of the week for appointment viewing, as always. And it's baseball. It's beginning this Thursday. I'm down here in Florida, the land of spring training, along, of course, with Arizona. And uh, it's been great. The vibe, the buzz. I'm not far from uh, for spring training uh, sites, which is uh, Clearwater and the Phillies right up the road, seeing a lot of Phillies uh, garb. Uh, Philly fans are everywhere down here, and they're loud and proud, no surprise, wearing their Philly stuff. Let's not forget, the Phillies made quite the postseason run last year, got to the World Series, did not win it, lost to the Astros, but uh, the Philly fans are flying high down in this area of Tampa. Uh, and, and it's great. And the Yankees are right up the road also at, uh, George Steinbrenner field, beautiful stadium, uh, with the Yankee facade from the actual Yankee stadium in New York city. And, uh, and so, uh, a lot of New Yorkers as well down this way, as you would well expect. Uh, this is no surprise. This is the way it is in March and it's awesome. Um, Blue Jays, also not far, up in Dunedin, the beautiful town of Dunedin. And uh, Pirates right over the Sunshine Skyway in Bradenton. So, uh, anyway, it's all over tomorrow, last spring training games. And then Wednesday's an off day, and the baseball season starts on uh, Thursday. So, suddenly we're going to have baseball uh, filling the airwaves, and it's going to be fun. Uh, to say the least, uh, and looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of excitement in the Tampa Bay area for the for the Rays, uh, who, by the way, typically train down the road in Port Charlotte, which was damaged by Hurricane Ian. So they've actually uh, and uniquely been hosting spring training games at Tropicana Field, where they play their regular season games. Uh, so. Uh, that's been great to have them uh, right here in the Tampa area. Um, real quick postscript on Lamar Jackson. I forgot to state the obvious, which is he is a former MVP. Uh, we are talking a big deal here. Lamar Jackson requesting a trade. I'm getting flooded with alerts. Not that I need him. <laughs> um, we all know what's going on now. And uh, 
So it, it is just a massive, massive story. How will the Ravens handle it? If they do trade him, what are they going to get? And most importantly, who might they trade him to? So it's going to be fascinating. Uh, a lot of teams out there will sell their soul for a quarterback. We know that. that they feel that's all they need uh, to get over the hump and maybe win a Super Bowl, uh, i.e., see the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I referenced UConn going to the Final Four. Uh, but women's basketball, it's been great to see how prominent that has become. I have covered it often, both the Connecticut Sun Equally important, uh, UConn. I've covered the UConn women uh, often in recent years. I basically uh, was there for many games uh, during the Brianna Stewart era, uh, where she won, oh, by the way, four national championships. <laughs> um, I think the only person ever to do it. Could be wrong about that, but I think so. Um, but the UConn women, shockingly, uh, lost and are not going to the Final Four for what seems the first time in forever. Um, and it's just kind of, uh, for me personally, it's not going to be quite the same without UConn there. Uh, you know, they haven't had their superstar, Paige Beckers. She's been out the whole year, but yet they were starting to round into form as AZ Fudd. Uh, you know, who had been injured, returned, and they suddenly were starting to look like UConn. Uh, but not happening this year. But uh, no need to fret UConn fans because Paige Becker uh, should be back next year, and she is special. And I'll tell you who else is special, and really the story of the tournament so far is Caitlin Clark at Iowa taking them to their first Final Four I think she became the first woman uh, college women's basketball player uh, yesterday to have a 40-point triple-double. Uh, 40 points, obviously, and more than 10 assists uh, and rebounds. She is just, uh, you know, special. She's been that way. She was on a mission to get her team to the Final Four for the first time in their history. And, uh, you know, as all the uh, announcers were saying last night, everybody knows she's, you know, going to be have the ball in her hands. And no matter what these teams do to stop her, they can't stop her. She's literally unstoppable. Um, and we've seen what she's done at the end of games, not just uh, recently, where everybody knew she was going to take the last shot. I think it was in maybe in the Big Ten tournament. And uh, they couldn't stop that either. She got it up, in, wins the game. Uh, so she is really, really uh, something special. Uh, so as we wind down here, um, can't let the show pass without saying that it is. Uh, we're only a week away from the Masters. I always love how Jim Nance... Uh, calls the national championship game and, of course, the Saturday games for CBS. Uh, so next Monday night, he'll call the national championship game a week from tonight. And then he's uh, winging his way to Augusta, as he does every year. That is its own tradition, unlike any other, um, which is Jim Nance uh, announcing the, the basketball game and then 
next thing you know he's in augusta and uh and it's fabulous so the masters uh nothing like it that's a week like no other and it basically gets underway a week from today it's going to be fabulous rory tiger by all accounts is going to be there um and that in and of itself elevates it Uh, not that it needs any elevating uh but that'll be great and rory mcelroy seems to be you know his quest for the masters will continue by many 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 people uh see him as the favorite uh he, of course, will never forget it. That, that's the only one of the majors he has not won, I believe. And uh, so all eyes will be on Rory and, of course, John Rahm, and, uh, who's had just a great year. He's already won a couple tournaments, and it's only March. <laughs> and, uh, so he will certainly, one would think, be in the mix. And uh, I am having the good fortune of heading up to Augusta for a practice round next week and some media activities uh, with the Golf Writers Association of America, which I'm a member, annual meeting, annual awards dinner, and in between will be Wednesday at Augusta, which is, of course, the day of the par three, the day before the tournament begins. It's a week from this coming Wednesday, and uh uh, very exciting, to say the least. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be great. It's the Masters. It's always great. And uh, so very much looking forward to that, as are all Go fans. Um, and I think we're all, you know, anxious to see Tiger and, you know, how he uh, how he's going to look uh, this year. And... He's had a couple, you know, he's already played a tournament and now uh, has another one coming up. He doesn't uh, doesn't miss the Masters if it's even humanly possible. And, of course, it is for him this year uh, with the leg issues. Uh, and so everybody is just uh, waiting to see how he does. So uh, it's been a great show. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.